Everyone needs an estate plan. That's why FindLaw worked with lawyers from across the country and employed Thomson Reuters' industry-leading form automation technology to create affordable, customizable, do-it-yourself estate planning documents. Forms available include a last will and testament, healthcare directive and living will, and financial power of attorney. You can purchase a form individually, or you can bundle all three for a 10% discount. Both individual and couples packages are available. FindLaw's estate planning forms are backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can update your finished estate plan for free for up to a year after purchase. There is no time like the present to start estate planning and get peace of mind, especially when you can do it from the comfort of home and at a fraction of the cost of going to an attorney. To get started, head to findlaw.com, and at the top of the page, click on Legal Forms and Services. Welcome to Sidebar, Find Law's bite-sized short-form episodes. I'm Laura Temme, and I'm joined by Andy Leonetti and Baby Metha. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. So last week, we talked about the First Amendment, and today, well, we're not really talking about the First Amendment, but, <laughs> but it is relevant, because the one thing that we didn't talk about last week is First Amendment rights of corporations. Yeah. Corporations are people, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you are the last person in the world I would have imagined to shout that in. I know. So in March, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed the Parental Rights and Educational Bill into law, better known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, which prohibits discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity in elementary schools. And a company that spent decades not really commenting on anything, Disney... <laughs> of course, is based in Florida. I know Disney spent a long time trying to be apolitical, and they tried to do it here too, but against sort of mounting pressure from the public. Mm -hmm. At the company's annual shareholder meeting on March 9th, CEO Bob Chapek finally made comments having the company come out against the Don't Say Gay bill. And not long after, mm -hmm. the Florida legislature proposed and DeSantis signed a measure that will dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement District effective June 21st, 2023. And what is the Reedy Creek Improvement District? Sounds nice. It's Disney World. Oh. It's Disney World. <laughs> I'm glad they went with not the working title yeah. for that park. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Reedy Creek Improvement District sounds like every child's dream. That's what, like, the city councilman innocuously titles the TIFF District in the, like, <laughs> ordinance to give yeah, yeah. Dis Disney World special privileges. Oh, you mean the Reedy Creek Improvement District? Yep. <laughs> well, why are you mad about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's, it's crazy long. It's like 92 pages mm -hmm. of an act, right? Yeah. I'm going to try not to make too many parks and rec jokes with some of this local government stuff, but I wanted <laughs> to talk about what the legal foundation is for this special form of government and what will happen if it's dissolved. So a little bit of background. Reedy Creek Improvement District is a 25,000 acre independent independently governed area of Florida. It's existed for 55 mm -hmm. years, beginning in 1967, when Disney World was essentially allowed to function as its own municipal government. And the theme park can make its own planning and construction decisions. They can create fire and medical response services and levy taxes to pay for them. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about that later. You can't pay for those taxes in Mickey Mouse dollars. Can well, you? I don't think so. It does have its own they currency. Do. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, but who pays the taxes? Does Mickey pay taxes <laughs> since he's the only one who lives there? Well, right. I was going to get into this a little more later, but I can address it now. The The interesting thing about it is that Disney provides all these services because it's sort of its own... Municipality. Self-governing yeah. place. Yeah. And the the interesting part is that, okay, they provide all these services, and in order to pay for them, they have to levy property mm-hmm. taxes, but they are the primary property owner of the district. So... Disney is essentially taxing itself to pay for the services that it wants to provide for the district. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DJ Khaled would say, congratulations. You played, <laughs> you played yourself. It is. <laughs> I did not expect that one from Andy. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, backing up a little bit, let's get into what Disney's special status is. And it, we have to get into forms of local government a little bit. I promise I'll try not to make this boring. So typically you've got five forms of local government. There's cities, counties, some states have towns and townships. You've got school districts and then you have special districts. Oh, don't forget villages. Oh, I guess. I think villages fall under towns and townships. What about unincorporated something county? Yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry, we're just come on now. Right <laughs> We've got like 15 minutes on this thing. What are you trying to do? Fair to enough. Me? Fair enough. <laughs> Special districts generally are typically tied to a specific geographic area. And like I said, they often have the power to tax, usually property taxes. In this case, since Disney is the primary property holder in the district, it's taxing itself. Uh, they can, some of them can even issue debt. And... Reedy Creek is an especially unique one because it has even more powers than a speci- than a typical special district. It covers things that would normally be associated with a city or even a county government. Basically, the district is responsible for overseeing land use and environmental protection with it, within its boundaries, including providing public services like fire, emergency medical, water treatment, trash and recycling. It even generates its own power, maintaining roadways. Basically, the one thing they don't provide is police. They contract with Orange and Osceola counties for police presence. And, and schools, too, right? They don't have a school district in, in there. Correct. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like, welcome to Disney World University. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to go to that elementary school. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, that's that would be kind of fun. I guess maybe that's what Mickey Mouse Club was. <laughs> now I'm getting now I'm just getting distracted. And it's also a special tax status, as we've kind of, a lot of people have have bounced this idea around that, yeah, Disney is taxing itself, but also gets tax breaks because of this. And yeah, it's interesting. So you might be wondering, does anything else like this exist in the U.S.? And the answer is yes. In fact, there are others in the state of Florida. For example, you have community development districts, Mm -hmm. which facilitate infrastructure developments. And essentially these pay housing developers to put in roads, water and sewer lines, and other stuff like that, and then charge property taxes to the new homeowners to pay themselves back, which sounds a little weird, but essentially it helps to spread out the cost of new infrastructure over a longer period of time Mm -hmm. than it would without these. However, they're not providing the same public services that Reedy Creek does. They're not doing fire or medical or anything. So they're more like company towns? Kind of, yeah. It's just a, yeah, it's a... A, basically a board tied to a specific geographic area that, yeah, facilitates this kind of stuff. Why did Disney want all of these responsibilities uh, 
on its own? Why did it want to assume all these jobs? Is it because it was more efficient or somehow in its own monetary interest? Was it getting a tax break, you know? I mean, initially, it was because back in the 60s and 70s, Disney had plans to create its own futuristic city Mm. that would be part of Disney World. Now, that eventually became... It wasn't just Epcot Center, yeah. (laughs) Right, but that originally just kind of became Epcot, and that's it. But it was originally going to be much more extensive. Oh, I used to know this. (laughs) Bar trivia. Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Oh, that's what Epcot stands for. Well, no wonder it didn't work. That's a mouthful. Oh, my gosh. I was always wondering what that was, what it meant. I was like, it's got to be the acronym for something, but that was the basis for this city plan? Okay. Oh, yeah. Walt Disney had, like, he had some ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. <laughs> for better or worse, really. Uh, the city didn't take off. Why? Because when Walt died, the project of bringing Disney World to fruition was taken over by his brother. I think there just wasn't Mm. enough momentum to actually establish a planned community as well that people would be living in. And there'd be, Mm -hmm. I don't know, flying cars or something or. (laughs) (laughs) It would be it would be the world of Wally. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I imagine, too. (laughs) But yeah, instead, it's just a, a theme park that employs 80,000 people, (laughs) (laughs) which I, you know, I guess in a way is, yeah, it's its own city anyway. And Laura, you brought up that some of this potentially implicates first amendment issues. Um, I guess April Mm -hmm. was just rife with free speech battles. I thought we'd had a big roundup last week, which if you didn't catch, we cover various cases going around from the city of Austin, trying to regulate billboards to universities trying to regulate hate speech, to high school football coach trying to pray. And now Mm -hmm. this. um, A lot of people think that Ron DeSantis is sort of being punitive with its when he's trying to revoke Disney's tax law, this one that you talk about, because of Disney's ideological stance. And Some people are saying that. Not us. Not us. (laughs) Well, okay, look. He he didn't even try to hide the fact like I have a quote here in front of me where he said, I am not comfortable having one company with their own government and special privileges when that company has pledged itself Mm. to attacking the parents of my state. He literally said it, guys. And if you want not my personal opinion. We have a we have a blog post uh, on, on that too. If we can link in the show notes, yes. if, if you want to read more yeah. about, about that. But this isn't the first time that this has happened with a company. So, do you guys? I know the last three years have been a blur, but can you guys remember to back before the pandemic in 2019? There was oh wow, no. I know it existed. There was um, a Save Chick Fil A case, if you if that rings a bell. Oh yeah. And me mm-hmm. being from Georgia, I do have a love hate relationship with the institution. Even though I don't <laughs> eat chicken, they do have some gosh darn good waffle fries and brownies. And man, they're soft serve. Mac and cheese. Have you, tr- have you tried? Have you tried the mac oh, and cheese? Oh, is that thing? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this the city of San Antonio. Um, the city council voted to bar Chick-fil-A from mm-hmm. from San Antonio International Airport back in 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, allegedly because it opposed Chick-fil-A's presumed like legacy of anti-LGBT behavior. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Republicans were unsurprisingly outraged. But uh, again, not to get partisan, I-, I was kind of on their side on this one. Like, I- I'm not trying to promote anti-gay campaigns, but... It is mm-hmm. 
it is certainly the law that as long as a company complies with any anti-discrimination laws, as well as mm-hmm. health, safety, workplace regulations, it can't be punished this in this way by blocking it mm-hmm. from operating in a given venue um, just for mm-hmm. its perceived ideology. Well, corporate, yeah, corporations have free speech rights. Mm-hmm. There's Supreme Court cases that have confirmed that. So, yeah. yeah. And you may say, well, Chick-fil-A doesn't have a right to operate in the airport, but it did have a right not to be denied access to business because of its political or religious point of view. Because like you said, Mm -hmm. the First Amendment protects the right of not just people, but private institutions, companies to engage in political speech, which extends Mm -hmm. to safeguarding them from repercussions from the government, like the city of Antonio, for their free speech. And mm-hmm. um, unsurprisingly, Texas jumped to the rescue and Governor Greg Abbott signed the Save Chick-fil-A bill, which declared that Texas protects religious liberty and, quote, no business should be discriminated against simply because its owners donate to a church, the Salvation Army or other religious organization, unquote. And mm-hmm. now in 2022, Florida is sort of the new San Antonio. Yeah. Well, and you, yeah, you bring up a good point, which is that this measure that would dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement District has been signed. However, it's not going to take effect until next year. And there are a couple things that put pretty big question marks on whether or not this will actually happen. So if I guess getting into like what will happen when slash if <laughs> the Reedy Creek District will dissolve, the first of all, the law signed by DeSantis doesn't say So we have to go by what the Uniform Special Districts Accountability Act, which sounds like, God, one of the most boring pieces of legislation I've ever looked at. I wish Joe was here. He'd make it more fun. (laughs) But basically, the the assets and debts of the special district are transferred to a regular old local government, Mm -hmm. in this case, probably Orange County and possibly Osceola County as well. Okay. And the tax levy, the important part of that is that the tax levy that supports Reedy Creek District will disappear if the district is dissolved. This means that if Orange, County, if Orange County is then having to support those services, they'd have to use it, do it with their own property taxes. And the fun part about that is that Reedy Creek currently taxes itself at double the rate of property taxes in Orange County. So Reedy Creek gets to set its own tax rates? Mm-hmm. That is surprising. So that is going to fall on Florida taxpayers then if this dissolves. Well, that's the thing, and and <laughs> that's one of the interesting things there. Yeah, there is a chance that taxpayers in the county will be left holding the bill for the services that they provi- that this district provides. And on top of that, Disney is, unsurprisingly, the state's largest private employer. Mm-hmm. So if they lose their special tax status, who do we think those increased costs are going to impact most? Yeah. Um, now, Governor DeSantis has insisted that what I've just described is not going to happen. Mm. And there are a couple... Interesting. Yeah, what, there's what a couple ways that that could come about. Well, yeah. one one little wrinkle that I wanted to bring up is that in order, by the terms under which it was created, for the district to dissolve, there has to be a vote among members of the district. And it's not very likely that Disney and the other landowners are going to opt to dissolve themselves. So I'm not really sure... I haven't seen how the governor plans to get around that. Some might um, say that reactionary lawmaking is not the best way to go about um, <laughs> what? Uh, making laws, but so, I don't know. That's yeah, that's not me. Yeah, though. it's crazy. 
Some people say some people would say that. No, I no, I would never say <laughs> that. And well, and one of the proposed solutions is to dissolve the current district and create a new one where the governor himself would appoint mm. members of the board. Mm. So essentially DeSantis would start running Disney world. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> so there's that aspect of it. But at the same time, that means the state of Florida would inherit Disney's $1 billion in bond debt, which we also don't want. Not to mention the fact that a 1967 agreement between Reedy Creek and the state requires that any bond debts must be paid off before the district can have its governing powers taken away. And like I said, DeSantis apparently has a plan. He keeps saying he has a plan and insists that the bonds will be paid by Disney. Mm -hmm. But this is causing a lot of uncertainty, and that also could have an impact on other local governments in Florida because, for example, one of the nation's biggest credit rating agencies has now kind of put local governments in Florida under the microscope. So... If the state fails to work with the district to resolve this, there's a chance it could affect the credit rating of all local governments in Florida. So their costs of borrowing will be higher. And then again, who's stuck holding the bill? Florida taxpayers. So oh man, <laughs> all of this to say, this is a mess and it ain't over till it's <laughs> over. And I'm here to tell you it's not over. <laughs> yeah, this, this sounds like, I, it sounds like DeSantis did not consult with an attorney before before taking this stance. Because hard to say, he is yeah. in for an I don't know battle. how involved his legal team was, but yeah, I mean, between the between just the the details mm-hmm. of of this special district and the requirements of it, add in the First Amendment issues yeah, on top of that. Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a major a major thing. And Disney's going to so. fight back. Disney has deep pockets. And oh, of course. So. Oh, yes. We, he picked the wrong giant to, to pick a fight with. Yeah, Santos. absolutely. We could do a whole probably two to three episodes on Disney and its uh, ability to throw its weight around in the legal world. And sort um, of just evade the law. Like, <laughs> the rules don't apply to Disney, as we see here. And it's, and it's ability to. No, at a certain to, point, you're, you're too big to fail. Yep, yeah. Yep. But that is for a different episode, so. Yep. Yep. We will scream about that another time. Thanks for listening to Sidebar from Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. We'll be releasing these every other week between our full-length episodes. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, send us an email at finelawpodcasts at thompsonreuters.com. 